Good morning and welcome to the Coffee and Cap Rates podcast, your go-to source for New York City's latest commercial real estate insights. This program is brought to you by Ariel Property Advisors. Hi, everyone. I'm Shimon Shkuri here with Ariel Property Advisors and with our podcast called Coffee and Cap Rates. And today I'm here with my partner, Mike Tortorici, as well as our director in Queens, Alexander Tyke. Thank you both for joining me. And we're going to talk about the Queens market. So first of all, how did the Queens market do in 2022? And what were the key metrics for that? Thanks, Ramon. It's uh, Alexander. And we actually had a record year for 2022. This was the fourth time we've uh, hit the $4 billion mark in the, in the Queens market. And we actually hit another record of about 650 transactions that we're selling in the Queens market. So it was a real stellar year coming back from the pandemic in uh, 2020 and 2021. The nice thing about a year like 2022 for Queens was that the growth in transaction volume and dollar volume was spread across all product types. Multifamily had a gangbuster year with 1.2 billion in sales. This coming out of COVID, this is triple what we saw pretty much in 2020. The development market also registered about a billion, almost a billion one in sales, about 20% increase from what we saw in 2021. And the industrial warehouse and storage market continued to play a big role, posting about 850 million in sales. So it just goes to show that Queens is really establishing itself as a strong market residentially and commercially with more to come, given all the development that's in the pipeline. Yeah, you bring up some good points. And I think when we looked at the numbers, the industrial did about a third of all industrial in the city, which is remarkable. So that's definitely interesting. And before we get into tailwinds and headwinds, were there any interesting rezoning initiatives? I think if you look at it, I think Queens did better than Upper Manhattan, at least from a public official's perspective. They rezoned some areas there, right? Yes. I mean, the politicians in Queens seem to be getting the message of how much housing this city needs. And some really encouraging signs came with the recent city council approval of Silverstein's project in Astoria. And then there was another waterfront project that's going to bring several hundred units to the Queens waterfront, as well as a lot of talk now about new things happening with Willits Point. They've got a casino bid that's going to be coming into play with the state competition that's heating up for that. So there's a lot of interesting things going on, and there's even more chatter now that hopefully will take a few steps forward this year with maybe Northern Boulevard finally coming into the mix. I know that's been a long time coming, and there seems to be a bit of a renewed push for that to happen. Hopefully, this administration will capitalize on that. So very similar to the narrative we're hearing from both the governor and the mayor about the production of housing, not just regulation, uh, Queens is actually taking a lead, hopefully, with its public officials. So that's great that they're encouraging rezoning and initiatives as well as housing. And what are the tailwinds of 2022 or 2023 and what are the headwinds? What should we look for moving forward in Queens? I think the headwinds are like everywhere else in the city. The Queens is just it's a magnet for new residents. The headwinds are largely interest rates right now. That's going to put a damper somewhat on pricing as the market tries to reestablish where pricing is in this new environment. And I think really the uncertainty that surrounds the political environment. So yes, we're making progress on rezonings, but if 421A isn't around, then it's going to be very difficult to get financing and construction going on a project like 
innovation queen. So we need to really make sure that some of this uncertainty is taken out of the market, and that's on public officials to do for us. Right. So you mentioned interest rates. You mentioned the 421A. You mentioned global things, which are headwinds for anything development in Queens particularly. Anything else specific to Queens that we should watch for, maybe on the positive side in 2023, maybe a specific asset class that's going to do well. Alexander, I know you're marketing a few of those. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. I would say that the asset class of the multifamily is definitely going to be one that is going to be very active in uh, 2023. We're currently working on 70 units in Astoria, uh, getting some good activity there, talking to a lot of owners that like this trophy type of asset in a great area, great location, with great uh, opportunities for tenants to have those retail access and attractions. As Michael was talking about, uh, the headwinds of the interest rate hikes, I think this is actually a tailwind as well when you talk about the multifamily bringing new product to the market where uh, owners are going to need to transact or potentially uh, bring some more capital into their deals. Another asset class I think is going to be something to look for is the industrial market. As we were saying before, it did encompass about a third of the total amount of transaction volume in terms of dollar for the entire city. But there are many locations throughout the borough, uh, whether that be Maspeth or somewhere in Jamaica or many other locations, full neighborhoods that are just focused on the industrial market of all sizes. So it's great for owners to have their own businesses, buy their own properties, to run their facilities. Last mile logistics, a lot of opportunities, a lot of different uh, variations to be used there. Thank you. And that talks at volume about Queens, and it's also zoning when it comes to industrial. So we're expecting a, do, a good year in 2023 in that. And you mentioned mortgage maturities and mortgage resets and multifamily, which we're expecting as well. The development market, like Mike said, is something we should definitely pay attention to, especially if the 421A comes back. That's going to give it a boost. So we're expecting a better or good year for 2023 for Queens. I think very similar to what we've seen or what we're saying, we're going to see it's going to be probably a relatively quiet quarter or two. And the second half of the year is probably going to be more active. And with that, I'd like to say thank you to both of you, to both Mike Tortorici and Alexander Tyke, and conclude this presentation. Thank you for listening to Coffin Capri. Coffin Capri.